Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Off the Field Podcast. On my mistake, Mobo is going to be running a little late because there was just a mix-up with me and the time change of our guest, which, let me introduce, we've had our Savannah Banana, Jackson Olson, in episode 37. We had our party animal, Dustin Baber, in episode 44. And now we have the man that keeps all those maniacs in control, in a way, Vincent Chapman, the dancing umpire. How are you, man? Austin, I'm great, man. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for joining us. It is an honor to have a man with such character and such joy to the world here joining us on our podcast. And I want to start simple. Where did you grow up? Grew up in a small town in Northeast Texas called Queen City. Okay. Uh, population about, I don't know, 500 people. So when you were growing up, who was your favorite MLB team? Um, well... I could only watch the Chicago Cubs, mm-hmm. Chicago White Sox, and Atlanta Braves. So okay. I was a cub, I was a cubby growing up with Ryan Sandberg and Mark nice. Grace and John Dustin and Andre Dawson and all them guys. Nice. Were you close to either the Rangers or the Astros, or were they quite a distance? Um, yeah, it's about three hours to Dallas from where okay. I live. But growing up, we didn't get to go to uh, any uh, games, sporting events, and stuff. Yeah. So you named a few players right there. Who was your favorite player growing up? Who was your idol? Yeah, favorite player growing up uh, was Ryan Sandberg mm-hmm. um, with the Cubs. Um, yeah. When I got older and I got was able to watch more baseball, uh, Ken Griffey Jr., uh, gotcha. Seattle Mariners. I mean, I'm left-handed just like him. Mm-hmm. Had the prettiest swing, um, had a lot of swag, and, and he carried himself really well, so – um, in my teenage years, it was King Griffey Jr. So I want to talk about the first time you and I met. It was at the Rancho Cucamonga game earlier this year, Savannah Bananas. You were doing your thing, and me and my buddies had seats right there behind home plate, the first come, first serve way, and we are right there, and my friend Gabe traded you a banana ball for a hot dog, and that's where it all kicked off, and I remember you saying you just kind of knew we were like doing something because I had my camera. So I wanted to call back to that memory and just what you remember from that day. Man, I just remember y'all had so much, so much good energy, and y'all was mm. such a vibe. And I was like, man, I can get down with these guys. I, I remember just the energy, the smiles. Y'all were having fun. Yeah. You were joking about giving me a hot dog during the game, and I'm a fat <laughs> boy and I love to eat. <laughs> uh, so I, I was all game for that. Yeah, and then after the game, as you guys always do, you stick around, you talk to fans. I remember we got a clip together dancing, and then you're like, hey, let's work on some stuff. Let's work together, and we're doing that. We have today, and uh, I'm glad we finally have reached that. And I am too, awesome. I am too, man. You actually have a website, thedancingumpire.com where people can find out more info about you. And I wanted to ask some questions where the answers can be found on that site, but I want to hear them right here on the podcast with you. Now, um, you're playing journey. You tell us on the site that you did play before umpiring. When did you start playing baseball and when did that end? Yeah, I played from T-ball all the way through high school. Mm-hmm. Um, got to high school. and I, I mean, I was left-handed. I was a pitcher, a uh, leadoff batter, uh, pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, in school, I think a uh, girlfriend kind of got as a lot of athletes do girls got, got in the way. And yeah. my, senior, my senior year, I was, I was, I was done. I was mm-hmm. girl crazy and in love and yeah, 
ready to start my future, and I did. I had my first son when before I was nineteen, and my second son before I was twenty. That's amazing. What was your pitch mix? What was my what? Your pitch mix. What were you throwing? Oh man, just anything off off speed, and then the fastball um, mm-hmm. inside. I, I didn't throw super hard, but I could hit my spots really well. Nice. So you were a painter, like a nice, nice. I like that. So what made you want to start umpiring and when did you start? So I started umpiring when I was 15. I was a sophomore in high school. Okay. Um, And it was simple back then. It was for the money, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, going out on dates or going out with your friends. I mean, that's cash money in your pocket. Yeah. You didn't have, you didn't have to wait to get paid. It was, it was there. Um, And it paid pretty good back then. I think it was like 20 to $25 a game. Yeah, uh, and we're talking 25 years ago, so um, it's 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 it beat making minimum wage. Yeah, you could back then get three meals for 25 dollars. Now that's just your dinner. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, do you have any crazy umpire stories? A dramatic commotion between players, people in the crowd, coaches, parents that come to memory when I ask you that question. Uh, there's so many, uh, being mm-hmm. an umpire, you know, you have a lot of emotions, uh, me doing little league baseball, you know, the, the kids are never out the, the you know, their babies yeah. are never out yep. coaches, coaches know everything umpires. And I'm not going to lie and, and sit here and say I was perfect umpire either. Mm. Um, I'm, I think they called me shoelaces when I first started. Cause that was my <laughs> strike zone. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you, I used to umpire as well. Not as long. I had a very short tenure, same amount or i started around the same time sophomore year of high school just looking to get money in the bank account and you know i'm a kid umpiring kids and a full a couple stories that i'm able to pull and remember from my umpiring days that i'd love for you to hear as an umpire i had one instance where i was the home plate umpire and i blinked right when the kids swung And based on where I saw the track of the ball, I was like, oh, that's a ball. So I went ball. Coach comes storming. He's like, he swung the bat. And I was like, he did? (laughs) So I had to call my base umpire over. And I'm like, did he swing? And he's like, dude, he he swung. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, that, wow, that is terrible on my part. So that's one instance. I had another interference. I feel like for me, like for you, what is the hardest call to make? I always thought it was interference. Uh, I'm going to say, man, that's tough, but I'm going to say a check swing. Okay. Um, check swings are pretty tough. Yeah. You know, we, we have to rely on our base umpires mm-hmm. quite a bit um, mm-hmm. to, to help us out. Um, yeah. You know, and obviously those, those outside corner pitches that are really close. Those are tough as well. Yeah, I feel like that check swings and interference calls can heavily be opinion-based, and that's where it can piss off either the coach if you don't sway towards their team. And I had an instance where there was an interference call. I said no, and then these two coaches started going at me, and then eventually they started going at each other. One of them was also my math teacher at my high school. So I was like, I don't even know what, so I backed off when they started going at it. And then our snack bar was right behind us. And she's like, do you need me to call the head umpire? And I'm like, if they go for like three more minutes, then yeah, we should call him. (laughs) But luckily they cooled down and outside of anger and 
huge commotions. One of the coolest things I saw in my three years of umpiring, I saw an unassisted triple play by an eight-year-old who happened to wear number eight. I remember every detail about this kid. His last name was Moon. He played on the Yankees. It had to have been one of the coolest things I saw. It was a liner hit right at him at shortstop. The uh, runner on second and first. So the runner on second, way off the bag, tags him. That's two outs. Runner at first goes all the way to second, tags him, three outs. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, out, out, and out. Triple play. <laughs> without without throwing the ball. Never even had to throw the ball. Caught, tag, tag. <laughs> So are there do you have any like crazy plays or anything like that that snap into your head from all the years of umpiring or are they all blended together at this point? A lot blend together, but I will yeah. say the first time I was ever on the baseball field, I was doing a ten year old baseball game. Yeah. I was on the bases. Uh mm. missed probably the second or third inning. The ball's hit down the line, hits the chalk, mm. and I call it foul. Oh. <laughs> you just see the white dust fly up. And I called yeah. it a foul. And yeah. listen, I heard it from the fans, the coaches. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but at that point, you know, it's like, man, they didn't, they didn't hurt me. I mean, I get yelled at at home. I mean, this, this is no big yeah. deal. So, yeah. you know, it kind of made me tough. You know, and you can, you got to have thick skin as umpire. You can't hold too many things mm-hmm. personal because you're only right fifty percent of the time, anyways. Yeah, you got thicker skin than I did. That was a huge reason why I stopped was because of the parents at such a young age as well. And I was a kid and I was like, you know, I don't like being yelled at for every play. I could be a hundred percent right, but there's one parent that's going to think I'm a hundred percent wrong. Always. Yeah. Always. So that's why I stopped doing it. And, um, a huge reason that boosted you into the scene. Ellen showed a viral video of you doing your thing, your dances, and uh, when something like that happens, do they reach out to you and ask you for this video? Or was it just on Ellen one day and you saw and found out? Uh, someone sent it to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the parent that recorded the video. Yeah. It went viral on, on Facebook. It had like 12 million views on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, other sports, you know, was picking it up. I think I'm on a YouTube video of the – most funniest umpires. I think I was the last <laughs> clip on MLB's most funniest umpires. How I got on there, I have no idea. Yeah. Um, but they they sent it into Ellen and she put it on 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 her on her show. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how it all started. I mean, eight years later, um, that video that went viral on Ellen, the bananas seen it and reached out to me on Facebook. Oh, so this was not a quick turnaround. The video didn't go on Ellen and the bananas found you eight years apart. Yeah, 2015 is when the video went viral. July 21st of 2015. Wow. I did not know it was that far apart. I thought it was just instant. Like, she put it on. A week or two later, the banana saw it. That was That's some cool information to find out right there. And that's actually where I was leading. I have it right here. Ellen doing this is also how the bananas found you. What was the process of that like? What was the conversation once the bananas contacted you? It was a Zoom meeting between Zach Frangelo, my, my media boss, and Jesse Cole, the owner. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just had a talk about what the culture of the Savannah Bananas are, yes. um, about it being fans first. And and that's how I've always been as a person. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to make somebody smile or happy. And mm-hmm. when he was talking, I was getting chills. I was like, yeah. this, this was made for me. I love to umpire, but I also love to entertain and make people happy. 
Yeah. And, you know, the next step was, hey, come out for a tryout audition in Savannah mm-hmm. in February. This was in December. Mm-hmm. So I went out in February. Uh, they was having auditions for their players, tryouts. Yeah. And I was the only umpire that, that was there. So <laughs> apparently I had the job before I got there because I didn't have to actually compete against anybody else. Yeah. So before you stepped in, was it just basic umpires? Like, you know, we're making the calls, no show, no routine. They had a first base umpire that could do, uh, that danced a little bit, mm-hmm. but he wasn't a real umpire. He was more of a dancer. They yeah. tried to fit him into the role of umpire, and it just didn't work because, um, you know, he didn't have the mechanics of mm-hmm. an umpire. Yeah, so it was the perfect blend when they found you. They're like, well, he already does the job, and – the blend of banana ball. He's already got that attitude. So this is the perfect guy. It was, it was a perfect match for me. It was, it was definitely God sent for me. Mm-hmm. It's been a blessing since I've gotten that call. Uh, my life has changed tremendously with the outpouring of the people I can reach uh, the fans. I mean, it's just amazing to be able to go somewhere and, and make people happy, make people smile. Um, and at the end of the day, it, it brings joy to me. Mm-hmm. Um, that sounds selfish, but when I can make somebody happy, it makes me happy too. So that's a good trait to have. And oh, Mobo just got here, my co-host. <laughs> I told you guys we were running things a little different. Uh, you're gonna have to accept yourself into the call. <laughs> How's it going, Vincent? Mobo, good to see you, man. What's up, brother, how you doing, man? <laughs> Sorry, give me one second. The way we uh, do things for everybody watching slash listening, uh, obviously when we have guests that are in different states, we got to do a Zoom call and Mobo has to be able to hear as well. So he has to include himself in the call for the moment. And all right, I think we're good to go. And, oh, wait, hold on. It, it just the uh, camera so we can see you now. <laughs> now that we're both here. There we go. Now we're looking normal. Oh, there it is. All right. That's the money shot. How was the drive over here? It was good. It wasn't bad. Yeah. I actually, uh, I, I ran over like four people, but we're doing good. You're twisting the wrong side. I just realized <laughs> That's it, the yeah. side. All right. Well, I didn't know it did that. I'll all be right. right. Uh, but the conversation we were in the middle of with Vincent right here, we were just talking about the call he received from Banana Ball and how he became their umpire. And the next question I have for you, you get, have had so many MLB players play with you in Banana Ball. Who is a favorite player of yours that you've had an honor to share the field with? That's a tough one, man, because I'm pretty sure some of them probably be listening. Um, <laughs> there's there's a lot for different reasons, but, I mean, the one that sticks out um, in my mind is Johnny Gomes. Okay. Um, Johnny Gomes, just, I mean, they're all really good people, but Johnny Gomes is just really just down to earth, uh, mm-hmm. just awesome guy. Um, you know, I, ca- I can't say – enough good things about him. And he's, he's also kind of one of the first ones that, you know, was brought in and said, Hey, this is what I like. This is, this is awesome. You know, yeah. but Jake Peavy's amazing. I mean, Johnny Damon, I mean, Victorino, I mean, mm-hmm. the list goes on. All of these guys are awesome people and yeah. they, they have that mentality of fans first. That's why they fit so well mm-hmm. in the banana culture. Are you sure it's not because you and Johnny Gomes are both rocking amazing beards? You know, that man, <laughs> but, but I am jealous because he's got a lot more up top than I do. <laughs> and I'll let Mobo rock this next question right here. All right, Vincent. And just curious, you know, if you could swap roles with any of the banana uh, ball people or the uh, party animals, you know, would you choose, who would you choose? I'm going to go with the party animals, man. Those guys have fun. 
Yeah. Uh, they can let they can let their hair down. I mean, literally, they can let their hair down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the guys have fun, and they're they're amazing athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to go play a game where I didn't have to worry about what people thought about me because they're the bad boys. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're yeah. the bad boys. They can do whatever they want to do. Like if they wanted, I mean, obviously they wouldn't, but if they wanted to just throw the birds everywhere, I mean, mm-hmm. they could. You know. Yeah. Obviously, that's not fans first, but I just – I like that mentality of going out, getting gritty, playing hard. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Like, you can fake yeah. throw a ball to the fans and not throw it. You know, put it yeah. in your pocket. Yeah, and I think they know, too, because so much of the people, when you hear banana ball, you think about the Savannah Bananas, not the opponent who they play every game, the party animals. And they're like, hey, you still got to beat us, too. We still got talent. We're doing it yeah. just the same, just on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you and if you, I, I don't know if I'm, I'm cutting into what you're going to talk about later, but if you look to the whole season, mm-hmm. the party animals beat the bananas in the they tour. Did. They did. So, you know, and, for all the people saying it's, it's scripted, it's not real, it's not real baseball, it's all fake, it's just like the Harlem Globetrotters. It's not. I mean, I'll be the first one to tell you. I get yelled at, cussed at, screamed at. Mm-hmm. I was suspended two games this year for me and a player getting into it. Like, what? Well, it's real. Wow, I didn't know that. <laughs> And maybe I should have, maybe you should cut that. <laughs> <laughs> and they're not going to be the only ones anymore. The firefighters are being introduced this year. What That's do you right. think of them? The, the new, new uniforms I love it, man. Uh, man, the uniforms are really nice. Yeah. Really yeah. nice. I, I'm excited to see um, where this, where this takes off. I mean, obviously this is just the beginning, mm-hmm. but just adding one new team. I mean, it's just going to be the dynamics is going to be even better that means the party animals are going to have their own you know the pretty much their own season yeah and speaking of uniforms what do you think is the best uniform between both teams we have the classic whites for the bananas the full yellow banana the banana logo collage and then on the party animal side we have the pink suspenders the blackout uniform and the party bow tie fit which one stands out to you and which one do you like the most so me being a Dallas Cowboy fan, uh, don't hold that against me. But, <laughs> hey, I'm a Seahawks fan. You guys just whooped us. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm just glad that the 49ers whooped up on the Eagles like mm-hmm. the 49ers whooped up on the Cowboys. So For me in fantasy football, I was happy for that. I have three 49ers, and they all went off. So I was ecstatic. <laughs> but I like all the all-whites. I like the bananas and the all-whites. Yeah. And I nice. like the bow tie with the with the party animals. Nice. And Banana Ball is traveling to MLB stadiums for the first time this year. Huge news. It is going to be D.C., Cleveland, Houston, Philly, Miami, and Fenway freaking Park. Which one are you most excited to go to? Well, I'm going to say Houston because I'm, I'm a Texas boy. But the most excited I'll be is on my birthday, September 21st. We'll be at Citizen Park, Philly nice. Stadium. Nice. It'll be on my so birthday. Good. I'm just going to make everybody sing happy birthday to me before I, we play ball. Well deserved. Awesome as you should. And um, <laughs> we will be in Cleveland. So I hope to meet up with you again when we hit that leg of the trip. We are going to, we, we got tickets. We were part of the K Club and. So we'll be there in Cleveland. Yeah, man. I'm very excited. Let's freaking go. That's going to be awesome, man. It's going to be so awesome. 
And I think this is a very big question that a lot of people will want to know. The top one right there, Mobo. Oh, you know, there's been people bugging us about it. Favorite dance. What is your favorite dance? My favorite dance is anything with the twerk. Uh, anything <laughs> I can shake my butt. Exactly. <laughs> you got you to show up the big boy physique. <laughs> yeah, that, that's simple, man. You know, it's yeah. booty work. That's, that's pretty yeah. easy. Yeah, you also provide stats on your site. Twenty-five years as an umpire, and speaking of twerks, you have seven thousand sixty-one TPM, aka twerks per minute. What? <laughs> How accurate is that stat? <laughs> pro- you know, I probably I was probably being a little. Um, I could probably do more. Yeah, I could probably do more than that. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, what is the bond between you and your base umpire? I didn't really get to know him from the game we went to. How long has he been working banana ball with you? So we have three, okay. I, I would say four different umpires that I work with. Okay. I have a guy named Randy, the umpire. Mm. He's from Waco, Texas. I have uh, Reginald Horton. He's from Houston, Texas. Mm. We have an Australian umpire uh, that, that was a former MLB umpire. Oh, that's uh, cool. We call him an Aussie nice. And then I have a local guy back home that just does the the games in Savannah. Nice. Gotcha. But um, the two guys from Texas got on this this coming year. I met mm-hmm. I met Reggie at a state baseball tournament about three or four years ago. Mm-hmm. I met Randy, the umpire, at a, t- a tournament in uh, Rocker B Ranch in Grayford, Texas. So – I got kind of close to them guys. I called with them. I felt comfortable with them. I knew they had the the right mentality for banana ball. Yeah. You know, some umpires take everything so serious and you can't joke around with them. Everything is, you know, you, the purest of the game. And, you know, you shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. I'm not, I'm not going to sing. I'm not going to do that. I just, you don't need that type of fit in banana ball. You need somebody that is, it's not about yourself. It's about the fans. Yeah. I and, believe. Um, I believe in Rancho Cucamonga, it was Reggie. Do you know if I'm right on that? You, you I think you are right. Uh, yeah. Older gentleman, old, yes. older. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. He was really cool too. He was talking to you and I also when we were out there. And I'll have Mobo do this one, the bottom one right there. Yeah, of course. All right. So before Banana Balls, was it a goal to be an MLB umpire? It's never been a goal to be an MLB umpire. No, no uh, I, I was content where I was at doing high school and mm-hmm. so, some uh, collegiate on the summertime. I was content. I mean, I, I, I enjoyed what I did. Um, it was fun, you know, you know, not much stress. Yeah. Um, so no, I would, I'd never want to be an MLB umpire. No, I mean, yeah, we talked about that earlier before mobile joined us, the stress that it brings doing it with little league. I'd be terrified. So, and even then your, your experiences, your horse. Oh stories. yeah. We, we, we talked about some of those. Yeah. It, it was not fun. And I, I told him that's part of the reason why I stopped umpiring. But if you got that thick skin, you'll make it no problem. And, uh, another kid that is growing in this industry, content creating and umpiring, he actually interviewed you for a short amount of time, the umpire channel. Do you know who I'm referring to? Yeah. I know him. I love that kid. Yeah. So uh, great kid. Great kid. What advice did you give him to umpiring? And what advice would you give to anybody else who wants to get into umpiring and do it as a job? Man, my, my main thing is getting the rule book, getting the mm. rule book, learn the rule book, and then learn the case book. Mm. Um, you know, knowledge is power. 
you're going to have coaches that's going to question you. Yeah. If you're knowledgeable about the rule book, there's really not much I can say because they can't they can't argue judgment calls. Mm-hmm. All they can argue is rules. Yep. And okay. the, you know the more you get in there and study it and learn it and go to camps and learn the fundamentals of where you should be, where you need to be, mm-hmm. how to work with your partner, those are important. I mean, yeah. you'll know if you have a feel of the game or not. Yeah. Once you're out there doing it, you'll know if you have a feel if it's, you're going to be a right fit. Um, just by based on what you're doing, mm-hmm. if you're not tracking the ball, if you're messing up a whole lot where your judgment calls are way off, you're probably not going to be able to to umpire. Yeah, and I think the last thing any umpire wants is to be caught not knowing a certain rule when it comes to that situation on the field. If you're just caught out there, tongue twisted and you're like uh then that's when you're you're going to be in trouble and i i want to end this asking how long what is the progress on your beard what is the treatment the care <laughs> the process um man to be honest with you, i've been growing it a little over two years i've shaved it all okay. um and it was the worst mistake that I've made in a very, very, very long time. I look like the ugliest baby that you've ever seen in your life. I have three double chins under here. Like I'm hiding a lot yeah. under here. Yeah. But true story. When I get off here, uh, I have a, a date with my wife, but after I get done, this whole beard will be Santa white. And I'll, oh, and I'll show you why. I'll show you why. Okay. Interesting. A little OTF inside. Yeah, this is this is one of our Santas that helps out every year. Oh. Awesome. <laughs> In the holiday spirit. I love oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be going on TikTok live tonight. Uh, if you go on TikTok, it's um, my backup is dancing dot. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Dancing dot umpire dot live. It's my backup account. Nice. So uh, I'll be sharing holiday cheer and joy to the TikTok community. Love it. You guys can catch Vincent on TikTok with his TikTok accounts, of course, where you can see tons of awesome umpire dancing content, Instagram as well. And uh, thank you for joining us, Vincent. This was awesome. Man, I had a, I had a blast. Let's do this again, guys. Of course. I cannot sure wait will. to see you in Cleveland as well when that comes around. And uh, It's going to be so much fun. Yes. Let's definitely keep in touch. Thank you once again. Thank you all for watching. Uh, Like the video, subscribe, and remember, you can see the audio, or sorry, listen to the audio on Thursdays on Spotify, 2 p.m. You had me worried for a second. Ladies and gentlemen, you could watch us on YouTube, 2 p.m. on Friday, so don't forget, make sure you're subscribed, and tell everybody, share with your friends. And that is episode 46 with the dancing umpire, Vincent Chapman. Thank you so much. See you in episode 47, everybody.